I want to, I desire to, I choose to, I'm excited to, I'm drawn to. It's like it's coming from inside of me and it wants to come out. That to me is living from the inside out. Well, come back to another episode of Oh Hi Self, a podcast full of practical wisdom for all of you modern humans, where we dig into all things personal development and lifestyle design. I'm your host, Sandra Possing, life coach, speaker, entrepreneur, digital nomad. What else am I? Elder millennial. Technically, I'm a zenial. Have you heard that? It's like for those of us in that little batch between 1977 and 1983, where we're not quite Gen Xers, but we're not quite millennials either. So we're zenials, not to be confused with zillennials, which are the next ones on the cusp. (laughs) But anyway, I feel much more like a millennial than a Gen Xer. So I just embrace that. I am one of the elders in my group for sure. I wanted to start this episode off actually by sharing some of my own GCI. Thank you, by the way, for all the feedback from the last episode. So many of you sharing your GCI with me. It was really, really fun to see. I did have a few requests for examples. So I'll probably try to do this more frequently. So if you want to hear more about what the hell I'm even talking about, go back to the last episode where I introduced you to GCI, which is a daily practice I have that I do with my clients and that I highly recommend because it's amazing. But here are some examples just for today. I share these with my clients pretty much every day. So they it's part of my way of just kind of modeling for them what this practice can look like and just giving them like endless, annoyingly endless examples of ways to do this practice and just show that there's so much that we can be grateful for and there's so much we can celebrate and there's lots of different ways to do intentions. So an example for today, I am grateful for freaking podcasts. I'm grateful for this technology now that I'm on this side of it, which is still like, wow, feels so surreal and weird and amazing. But just to have a platform where I can serve an audience anywhere in the world and I can be in their pocket and I can whisper in their ear. This is probably my favorite way to consume content. I consume content in a lot of different ways, but podcasts are just so convenient. And so it's what I listen to the most. I love it. And I'm just grateful that I can both be a listener and a host. So really, really stoked for that. I'm in the middle of or nearing the end of a 28-day Reels challenge. So for those of you who are on Instagram, um, you know about the Reels. It was something I'd been wanting to get more into, but I just was finding myself feeling like really resistant. I love making videos. I love being on video, but Reels, I was just like, oh, it seems hard. And so I kept making excuses and I realized I really want to just move past that. So I challenged myself to post a Reel, not necessarily every day, but 28 Reels in 28 days. And it's been super fun. It's been a great way to confront my resistance. When I notice I'm resisting something, I like to use that as an opportunity to get honest with myself and really look at it and see if I can work through it. So I've learned a lot. I've learned that like with any kind of content creation, but with videos, especially batching is your friend. So that's been super helpful. I'll do like record five videos in one afternoon when I have hair and makeup done, and then I can just relax for a few days. I've learned that having a list of ideas is really freaking helpful because otherwise I just kind of sit there and go, uh, you know, or you try to s- scroll through other people's reels to get ideas. And then that's such an easy rabbit hole. So that's been helpful. I, I love the self-expression aspect of it, like filters and music and captions, just been really um, a fun and interesting experiment. And it's been great practice at being concise. I don't know if you noticed, but I tend to get a little wordy and I love to kind of go on and on and use like 12 too many metaphors. And so trying to say what I want to say in like 30, 60, 90 seconds has been quite challenging, but really helpful. Um, So if you want to laugh at my reels, feel free to go check them out. It's at Sandra Possing. They're on Facebook too. If you're there today, I posted a, a reel that's just a blooper reel of 
my mess ups, which was pretty fun. I've been kind of wanting to do that for a long time. So that's gratitude and celebrations. And then intention, not even just today, but an intention I've been holding a lot lately is, and all my clients can attest to this, it's to practice embodying my future self, which essentially means showing up as the version of myself that has already fill in the blank, that has already accomplished all of my big goals and dreams, that is already confident in and in her power, like the version of myself that I'm working on stepping into. I can, I'll share more about that in future episodes because it's such a helpful tool for a lot of different things, but it just feels good. It's great for confidence and really kind of owning who you are and who you're becoming. It's a great manifestation hack, one of the best shortcuts I know. So I've been doing that a lot lately. I just kind of snap into it throughout the day. And I think about like, you know, how would my future self be holding herself right now? Her posture, facial expressions, how does she speak? What kind of decisions does she make, et cetera? So love that. Highly recommend it. So there you have it. That's an example. Um, You can DM me anytime if you want more examples or if you want more help with your own GCI. So today's episode is probably going to be one where I get very excited because the topic for today is transformation from the inside out. I would call this like my main philosophy in life and very much how I lead my clients, like the process I take them through. So we're going to talk firstly about living from the outside in and why that's not particularly helpful. Then we'll talk about living from the inside out and why that's so much better in my opinion. And then how the heck to do it. So like, how do we flip that paradigm on its head? It's so powerful when you start to do so, which is why I call it transformation from the inside out. It sounds so like profound, but I think it is. So there you have it. All right. So part one, living from the outside in and why that is not helpful. So living from the outside in, like, what does that mean? Basically living from the outside in is essentially what, what we've been taught. I would argue, I want to show you why it's so completely ass backwards. (laughs) And yet like, we don't even really notice that we're doing it because it's so natural. It's so common. Basically, I would say that from the moment that we're born, we're being influenced, you know, by our caretakers, our family communities, everything in our environment, ages zero to seven, especially where so we're just like little sponges. Our subconscious minds are starting to form their belief systems based on all the input that's coming in, which can be great if we've got, you know, healthy, positive, loving, helpful surroundings and inputs. But unfortunately for a lot of us, a lot of the time, our input is going to include things like trauma and really unhelpful conditioning, all the programming, like it can be so well-intentioned too. I love thinking about all of that as like you're often well-intentioned caregivers, whether it's parents or somebody else raising you, were probably doing the best they could with what they had in their own journey at that moment. But for a lot of us, that wasn't maybe the most helpful or healthy. You know, it's like you see so many examples of families just unconsciously passing down trauma generation after generation after generation. So Oh, and then of course, you know, not just what's happening in your inner circle with your family, but the media and advertising, you know, we've got these billion dollar industries that are doing everything in their power to sell advertising that unfortunately tells a lot of us who we are and how we are and what we look like is bad and wrong and we need to fix it. We've got religion with all of its strong pressures. We've got peer pressure. We've got societal expectations, family pressure and expectations, everything in the keeping up with the Joneses vibe, right? And the comparison, not to mention social media. Like we look at some of how teenagers are experiencing themselves and that kind of pressure on social media right now. It's bananas. So in my opinion, this is all, you know, it is what it is. It's kind of how it's been. It's a very natural process. 
And I think, you know, we're maybe living at a, it's a little bit of a privilege and a luxury right now to even be able to, you know, think about our conditioning and whether it has been helpful and do we have the bandwidth to start to process our own traumas and things like that. Maybe most of our ancestors were just too worried about survival to even think about such things. But the fact that we can think about those things, I think we should. So, you know, why is it not helpful to live from the outside in? I think that we are rarely taught to look within. We're rarely taught to get really brutally honest with ourselves, to figure out our own desires, our own goals, our own dreams. We're most often kind of handed a playbook about what we're supposed to want and who we're supposed to be. Very few of us, I think, get taught how to be self-aware, unless you had some really aware and um, like consciously, I don't know, evolved parents and caretakers and influences. I don't think that we're taught, certainly not in schools for the most part, maybe that's starting to change now, I hope, but to notice our thoughts and our feelings, to recognize that we always have a choice. More than anything, I think, because, you know, people are trying to teach kids how to <laughs> survive in the, in, the, in the real world and, you know, not get in trouble and stuff. We're taught like what's, what's right or what's wrong. We're taught what's good, what's bad. It feels like a very binary system that doesn't leave a lot of room for introspection and looking within ourselves to figure out who the heck we even are. And of course, naturally, we're, we're wired to survive. Our brains are wired for survival. Whether we're aware of it or not, we want to fit in. We are scared to be rejected or abandoned. So we naturally, most of us, tend to conform. And it's in that path to conformity, it's so easy to just lose ourselves or lose pieces of ourselves. You know, we, we become like the people that are around us to stay safe. It's very natural, very understandable. And sometimes I think that what, like, we, we get lucky. We happen to be in an environment and around people whose way of being in the world is very aligned with who and how we want to be. And if so, amazing. <laughs> got the, you got the golden ticket there, if that's the case. But oftentimes, I think maybe even most of the time, what we're conditioned with and surrounded with as we grow up, all of our input is not necessarily the most authentic or aligned information that's coming into us and at us. And so over time, that lack of congruency creates like a cognitive dissonance in our beings, in our minds, or maybe an uneasy feeling in our bodies. Like we, I often see it expressed as uh, people feeling really dull or uninspired. Like they're just like, you know, I'm doing all the right things. Like I'm, I'm, I'm lifing the way I'm supposed to be lifing and adulting, but like something's missing. Something just feels off. I think during that process, a lot of the time our light gets dim, especially with women, unfortunately, right? We tend to play small. We are seeking approval and validation. And so we're just like becoming this. And this, you know, my version of this was I was such a people pleaser and I wanted so badly to just like not stand out and fit in and just like not bother anybody that I'd be, I, I had a tendency to become like this wet noodle version of myself or like a really vanilla version of myself. Or I would be such a chameleon, which I prided myself in at the time where I was like, I can fit in with anyone anywhere, which is a useful skill, but also one that can lead to us just completely losing a sense of who we are underneath it all. And I think one of the biggest losses when that happens too is the world misses out on our authentic voice, our gifts, our unique contributions, passions, purpose, way of being. And then at the extreme end, like it, it can make us sick, if not physically, then mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And this is why I feel so fierce about authenticity and alignment and helping people find their way back home to themselves so that they can live with authenticity and alignment as much of the time as possible. Back when I started my business 10 plus years ago, I found this Chinese proverb, which says, tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. 
And I was like, just mind blown. It captures it so simply and beautifully. I think I remember I used to write this at the bottom of every newsletter I sent out. Tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. So part two, what does it mean to live from the inside out then? And why is that better? So when we're living from the inside out, instead of letting the world tell us who to be, how to dress, what kind of career we should have, who we're allowed to, we're supposed to marry, how to behave socially, we can start to find those answers within instead. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to go, you, you don't have to rebel against every single thing that's coming at you or what everyone else is doing just for the sake of rebellion, but it's just giving ourselves the option to evaluate and see what feels right, what doesn't. Is this what I actually want or who I want to be, or am I just doing it by default? I mean, the tricky part is that it's hard. Like it, it kind of is an act of rebellion. It takes courage, you know, unless you, again, kind of got lucky and had really open-minded parents, or you were in an environment that really encouraged being unique and creative expression and being who you are and all of that. But I think for, for most of us in most circles, that wasn't the case. And when you are daring to be so bold as to look within for who you are and what you want, rather than listening to what you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do, you risk going against family and friends. You risk being judged. And it's scary. You know, our brains are like, um, no, thanks. I'm going to, the hard pass for me. Like I'm going to stay over here where it's safe. And so I think over time, just traditional paths get encouraged and then unconventional paths get discouraged. Like it breaks my heart because I see all these people who have so much potential to be these like bright lights in whatever unique niche <laughs> or life path they might naturally choose. And then they're just settling into something that's very safe or something that's just, you know, normal or, or accepted. I was mentioning before that the messaging that comes at us can tend to be very binary. And I think this is, you know, it's an understandable thing too. A lot of this maybe came from different religious systems or the way we were taught in school. It was like, this is right. This is wrong. This is good. This is bad. And when you look at something like, for example, a career path, at least in the in you know Western culture in, in the US and probably most of Western Europe, there tends to be a conversation around you can maybe kind of sell your soul <laughs> to the man, but be successful. And that's the you know responsible thing to do. Go get a good job, work your way up, yada, yada. Or you can be over here and be an outcast and be a starving artist and sure do you art, but you, you know, you're gonna pay for it. And we're told to be responsible, we're told to be reasonable, we're told to be realistic. Not that there's anything wrong inherently with any of those things, but I think the ways where it prevents us from even looking at our own truth is what is tragic. I actually hate the word realistic. It's probably my least favorite. <laughs> I find it very, very, very limiting. I'm like, if somebody tells me to, realist, to be realistic, I basically want to do the exact opposite of that. So why is it better to live from the inside out instead of from the outside in. I would argue that yes, it's risky, but it's so, so, so much better. Like to me, living from the inside out is where freedom lives. You may lose people, but you'll probably find more aligned ones. You may take some risks. You may you know, have to do things that are a little outside of the lines. You may have to set boundaries. We're probably going to talk a lot more about boundaries later because that is one of the most consistent themes that at least my clients struggle with. Um, and it's such an important conversation. One thing I see a lot as we start setting boundaries, because we're trying to live more authentically and trying to live from the inside out, is that I love the idea that we're always training our world, the people around us, we're always training them how to treat us. And if we are somebody who, you know, has <laughs> had like weak, weak ass boundaries or weak sauce boundaries, 
for most of our lives, then when we start to set boundaries and reinforce them, people in our lives are going to be really confused. And they're going to be like, um, I'm sorry, who's this new asshole version of you? Not that you have to be an asshole. Of course you don't. But one thing I found is that the people who benefit the most from our lack of boundaries tend to be the ones who don't like it very much when we start to set boundaries. So that's a whole nother conversation. But I really believe that the people who are healthy for us will support us on our path to honoring who we are and to living from the inside out. The more that we start to say no to what doesn't feel aligned, then the more space we create for what is aligned. And what's not aligned, I find, tends to really drain us. That can be kind of one of the biggest ways to notice what is aligned and what doesn't. I find that what isn't aligned often drains us and what is aligned tends to energize us. Probably one of my favorite things about living from the inside out is it's like, and I love working with a client and watching them discover this. It's like they discover a whole new power source and energy source that they didn't know existed. And instead of feeling kind of chronically depleted, tired, resentful, just like blah, it's like they discovered this charging panel that they can plug their battery into anytime they want. And they're like, oh shit, (laughs) I feel way better when I charge in this charging station. I think we spend so much time and energy trying to be what we're supposed to be, trying to do what we think we should do, trying to keep up with everyone else trying to be accepted and be validated and do the right thing, it can be exhausting. It can be really depleting. Whereas when we start to release that tension and all the should vibes, the should energy, we can start to just like fucking relax. We can start to relax into who we really, really are, which is one of the best kinds of freedom that I know. So part three, how do we do it? As you know, I'm all about practical wisdom here. So I want to give you the how to, like, what do we actually do? So let's say you're on board with this whole concept. You're like, yes, okay, living from the outside in is, you know, that's the way most of the world operates, but I would like to opt out of that. Yes, please. I'm in, (laughs) sign me up for living from the inside out. But like, how? How do we flip this whole paradigm that most of the world is bought into on its head and basically do the opposite? So a couple tips, like in the beginning, don't worry about anyone else. Don't worry, like certainly don't try to force anyone else to do this as well. Just focus on I think the more we just focus on ourselves, the better. I'm a huge fan of not giving unsolicited advice. I think unsolicited advice is really annoying. But once you start to work on it, you might find that as you shift and as you transform, it'll automatically inspire other people. And then you can let them ask when they get curious. And you know, as you start kind of modeling what's possible by living in a different way, you will have an impact. It's almost impossible not to. So in terms of how to do it, how do you live from the inside out? How do you transform yourself from the inside out? I would say there are many paths. There are many strategies. Don't worry about the perfect one. Like literally just start, start anywhere. (laughs) And one of the maybe simplest ways to explain a way to start is just that awareness is a huge part of it, right? It's really hard to change something that we're not aware of. It's really hard to shift when we're just walking around on autopilot. So awareness is key. I would say awareness is key to pretty much any kind of change that we want to create within ourselves. Practice being a little bit more aware throughout your day to day and start to notice how things feel. You may start to notice like, what, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you, what feels right? What doesn't feel quite right? And I would say, be very wary of anything that starts with the words should or supposed to or need to. Sometimes we use those and they're totally legit and fine and neutral, but so much of the time, like just start noticing how you talk out loud or talk to yourself silently in your head and then start noticing how other people talk and how they talk to each other. I should do this. or I'm supposed to do this. And anytime, even if it's like something that we actually, you know, we've decided to do or committed, 
it's a responsibility we've gladly taken on. When we even just say it as a should or supposed to, it's amazing the energy of, I think words are so incredibly powerful. And when we say we should do something, it just feels like, it, to me, it feels heavy. My body wants to contract. My energy goes, Bleh. And basically, anytime somebody tells me I should do something, even if it's me telling myself I should do something, I automatically want to rebel against it. I'm like, don't fucking tell me what to do. And I want to do the opposite. So noticing words like should, supposed to, need to, is a great way to kind of start to shine the light on places where you might be living from the outside in instead of the inside out. Instead, you can start looking for what you want to do or what do you choose to do or what do you feel excited to do? What do you feel drawn to? Like that, and as I even say those words, I'm, you can't see my body right now, but I'm like, I'm doing this like expansive (laughs) movement when I'm like, should do something, I kind of collapse down, my shoulders hunch over, I shrink down, my energy gets constricted. When I'm like, I want to, I desire to, I choose to, I'm excited to, I'm drawn to, it's like it's coming from inside of me and it wants to come out. That to me is living from the inside out. There is like an urge that is coming from deep in my my gut, in my solar plexus, somewhere in my soul, in my body, and it wants to come up and out of my body and go create and do and be and live. So part of the process, I think, so starting with awareness and then really committing to some sort of a path of self-discovery with my one-on-one clients, this often looks like helping them clarify their core values and getting clear on what are their passions and purpose and even just like interests. And um, a lot of them don't really know what they want. And so we spend a lot of time trying to clarify what they want. And a great place to look is what do you not want? And the more you start to notice those like little like pings and, and little jangles and urges and things that come from within, then the more you can start to get clarity on what is coming, like what am I choosing? What am I wanting versus what is just coming at me? You can start to notice what drains you versus what energizes you. I work with a lot of my clients on time management. It's so much fun because people think it's all about managing their time and being productive. And don't get me wrong, like I'm such a nerd about that stuff. I love nothing more than a good app, a good program, or like a technique or something. I do all the things. I'm an inbox zero nerd. Like talk to me about any of that kind of stuff anytime. I love it. And what I tend to think is way more effective and helpful is managing your energy versus your time. But to manage our energy, we have to actually notice what energizes me, what drains me. If I'm filling my day seven days a week with 90% things that drain the shit out of me, like not helpful, you know, no wonder I'm tired and angry and resentful and annoyed at everyone around me versus what if I start to shift that? And what if I start to choose more of the things that energize me and just less and less of what drains me? Like, holy crap, that changes everything. So just starting to notice, just observe, be curious, like what do, what do we actually want? versus what we're supposed to want. And then you just like gradually, casually start moseying toward it. In a future episode, I'll share my very simple framework for starting to move in that direction in a little bit more of a concrete way. But for now, I would say just get really curious and notice and start like leaning toward living from the inside out instead of living from the outside in. So your homework, should you choose to accept it, is exactly that. It's just notice when you're living from the outside in versus when you're living from the inside out. The more you notice it, the more you'll notice it. Like noticing begets noticing. If something feels kind of off, you can pause and get a little curious. Like, huh, like I am, you know, spending time every day doing this thing, but like it never feels good. It just feels kind of off. Am I doing this because it's, am I doing this out of obligation? Am I just doing this out of straight habit? Like it's never occurred to me not to do it because it's just what people do, but do I actually have to do it? You know, so you can, just really get curious. And then you can start taking like tiny little baby steps. You totally don't need to change your whole life overnight. In fact, I would recommend 
for most of us not to, because that can be a little too confronting to our nervous system. I am such a, such a fan of baby steps. You'll hear me talk more and more about baby steps. Like sometimes I think some huge scary leap or immersive experience can be really powerful. And I would say that's usually more appropriate for someone who's feeling pretty solid and pretty confident and pretty clear on who they are and what they're doing, what their life's about. Whereas I think for most of us, just like take little baby steps. So notice inside out versus outside in. You can journal on it, capture your observations if you want. And that's it. Just be curious. Again, that quote, tension is who you think you should be. Relaxation is who you are. I might need to like write that on my whiteboard or tattoo it on my arm or something because it, it to me is just so, so good. And that's a very simple reminder. It could be a good one just to write it on a little sticky note somewhere. If you're in a place of tension, that might be a clue that you are in the who you think you should be outside in paradigm versus if you can really relax into just who you are, that's where so much freedom lies. Be patient though, because it's definitely a process. I think for many of us, it takes a while to start to dig up and release the many layers of conditioning that we have. If there's trauma in there, which may be big, what do they call it? Big T trauma or even little T trauma, like little small amounts of trauma over time. We just all have so much shit. We all have baggage. (laughs) We all have histories. I'm a big fan of not identifying with our, our past and not letting that dictate who we are, but just acknowledging that it's part of our story and then doing like having the courage to look at it and just doing whatever work we need to do to heal from it, to accept it, to integrate it, learn from it, and then move on. It really does take courage, I believe, to, to start to let some of this stuff go, to release old ways of being and adopt new ones. Like it's, you're transforming yourself into a new human. It's hard. So I would say be gentle and compassionate with yourself along the way. All right, so recap time. In this episode, I shared an example of GCI. I introduced you to the concept of transformation from the inside out, which is like my philosophy on life and how I work with clients and just what's my wish for everyone. We talked about what living from the outside in means and why it's not helpful, what living from the inside out means and why that's way better. And then we talked about how to actually do it, how to flip the paradigm on its head. And I gave you the homework. If you want to take it on, which is to just start to notice and get curious inside out versus outside in and just start to lean in the direction of inside out instead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you as always for all of your support. One of my favorite things that I've been seeing in these first few weeks is when y'all are telling me that you're sharing with friends. Like it's so sweet. Just you send a, you know, like a, a, what's called a screenshot of linking to it in your family or group chat or whatever. Like I've had people being like, I'm sending this to all my girlfriends and stuff. It just, it means so much. I really appreciate it. A little teaser for our next episode. Next episode, we're going to have our very first guest. Woo-hoo! I'm going to not reveal who it is yet because I love me some mystery and intrigue. So I'm going to let you just wonder for a while. But this next guest, I'm just going to speak carefully to um, keep it secret. But this next guest is a friend and a fellow coach. This coach is more in the health and wellness space. So if you're someone who is into all that, get ready to nerd out on those topics. If you're someone who's not into that, but maybe could benefit from getting into that and you might, you know, get a little triggered by getting into it, I would say, please come. I have so much respect for this person. This person is a great example of someone who is inspiring the absolute shit out of humans and shares so much value, but also keeps things really, really real and is willing, like does such an amazing job of getting vulnerable and just being a human. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss it. 
Very excited. My request today, um, if you want to be a super fan, help us out by rating the show. It only takes, it like literally takes a few seconds. I rated my own show the other day. I was like, wow, that was really fast. So just when you're done here, you just click the number of stars. Hopefully it's five and then boom, you're done. All right. That is it for today. I can't wait to see you on the next episode with our guests. Love you. Bye.